You're listening to Woe, where you can learn from inspiring and influential women from across the globe. Women whom I've interviewed throughout my world travels. My name is Selena Skye, and I'm best known for building six-figure income streams and traveling to over 100 countries. Tune in on Mondays and Thursdays every single week for a brand new episode. And don't forget, you are woe. My name is Blue, Blue Gambombo. I'm originally from Free State in a very small town called Bulano. I'm a model by profession. I am a reality TV star, also a businesswoman. What reality TV shows? I've been on three reality shows. The first one, which was my breakthrough, was a model set show called Diamonds in the Rough, and this was back in 2011. Um, in 2015, I entered Big Brother. <laughs> so I was the first runner-up of Big Brother South Africa. This was in 2015, and immediately after Big Brother South Africa, I was on another reality show called Disky Davis. Being on Big Brother was, yeah, it was, it was challenging, um, especially because my season was double trouble season, whereby um, 10 people came on the show as pairs, and then the other 10 people, which was myself included, we went as individuals and we got partnered with someone with like a complete stranger on the show. So yeah, that was quite interesting. It was very challenging, you know, meeting someone that you've never met before, someone that you absolutely have no idea who the person is. And, you know, just learning to trust the person, opening up to the person because this is a person that, you know, might get you or make you become a millionaire. So yeah, but it was amazing. I learned a lot about myself. Um, I learned a lot about other people people that enter Big Brother, it's normally people that are extraordinary. Some people that have a lot of different things to offer. Because on the show, I met people that I never thought I'd meet. I met, you know, artists. There was one guy, his name was Sibu. Sibu had big earrings all the time. His um, ear holes were like very big. Sibu was a fashion designer and, you know, he just loved stepping into fashion and teaching us about different types of fashion or just art itself. And people that won the show were actually a very interesting couple. It was a couple from Soweto, you know. I'm from Gassi, I'm from the township, I'm from the ghetto, but I just, I didn't know there was that side of Gassi that I did not, you know, I was never exposed to. So I definitely learned a lot from the show. There were a lot of different people. We also had one girl who was from London. She's originally South African, but she had stayed and studied in London. So she had just, you know, came back from London from, you know, studying. And we, I kind of learned a lot also from her, from, you know, her life in London, the things that she was exposed to, just, you know, sharing knowledge and yeah, all of that. When I was a kid, I've always wanted to be a supermodel. I don't know if I would say that's a dream job, but I've always wanted to be a supermodel. Um, I remember one thing in 2010, I don't know if you guys are aware that in 2010 we were hosting the World Cup 
So literally every school or every test that we wrote back then, it was always um, 2010, where would you want to be? You know, so we had to write like essays or you had to write on your um, scrapbook, whatever, of what you are or where you want to be in 2010. And I've always said in 2010, I like, you know, I've always imagined and envisioned myself as this international supermodel. So yeah, super being a supermodel has always been a dream for me. I also had a very small book that I used to write and just, you know, write and take pictures from magazines, pictures of the models, the supermodels that I look up to. I looked up to back then. Some I still look up to even now. Last week, Thursday, on a throwback Thursday, I was posting because my I was posting those pictures, you know, on my Instagram. A lot of people were so touched. People were saying, we understand the power of time. When people say there's so much power in the things that you say, you know, with your mouth, the things that you believe in. Because even on my script book, I used to write supermodel, international supermodel. Today, I'm on billboards in, you know, on the largest bridge in Africa. And this is in Lagos as the face of Daikonavi. My face is everywhere in Africa, internationally. It's not just South Africa. It's it's quite humbling. It goes to show that people can get whatever they want. There's nothing is impossible, especially for someone that came from the background that I come from, a very disadvantaged background. People at home don't really dream that big. For me, I've always believed that where I came from was not my final destination, and I definitely believed. I definitely had a bigger picture a bigger vision about my life and I can proudly say I'm a living testimony that whatever you put yourself if you put effort into something if you want to be something if you work extra hard if you believe in yourself if you focus you will definitely get what you want one of my slogans is um well not actually my one of my slogans but my tagline has always been Bloom Bumble inspired by the impossibles. When you come from where I come from, coming to Eastern South Africa, coming to a city, a big city like Joburg, it's, it's quite big. People don't just leave home and come to Johannesburg. It's a big move. And people, some people at home think it's not possible. You can make it in Johannesburg. But I'm here. And right now I feel like this is not it. It can't be it for me. I definitely have to be out there. I definitely have to be international. Like I said, this has always been my dream. And I have one foot in and I definitely see myself, you know, making it big internationally. So I'm excited about the future. I'm excited about my journey and all my future plans and literally everything is happening. And yeah. 2005 was my first year in Johannesburg and I was here on some hair competition and I was just a model for that, um, for some salon back at home and he had brought me, the owner had brought me to Johannesburg to compete. And someone from Dark and Lively said to me at the time, I see you as a brand ambassador for Dark and Lively. And we want to make you like an ambassador for free state only for now, but not for Dyke and Lively, for Softshed Passing, which is like an umbrella for Dyke and Lively, Optimum, and Restore at the time. 
um so yeah i was basically the girl that they were using that time for everything you know regarding dark and lovely and now to wake up and i'm the face of dark and love my face is everywhere in africa it's so crazy i still can't be yeah i don't see myself living in anyone else's life i think i have good life it's not perfect but yeah i embrace you know even the flaws every day the challenges that i you know i get every day so no i don't think i'm anyone else i feel like as a model your job is not just to represent um brands your job is to also inspire other women because as a model you you get a lot of challenges and you are you're meant or you're perceived in a certain way but things have changed now like a model is not a typical skinny good looking woman anymore literally a model can be anyone and you know anyone yeah a model can be anyone right now and it's just about how you you love yourself how you portray yourself out there so i would definitely define um modeling is something of someone that educates people because when we educate you um we don't just educate you about looking good you know always being perfect on social media or out there but we also educate women on how to be to be more comfortable with us, with themselves and just love themselves the way they are people think women get things easy you know especially as a model because you already have the look you've got the body for it people think you just show your face you don't push anything we we work very hard to get to the things that we want one of the biggest jobs that i have or the biggest deals that i had i had to stand on long lines like everyone else we we audition we cry we work hard on our bodies we learn every day because modeling is not about just a pretty face anymore now it also requires education you need to be educated when we do interviews like this like this you have to give something you know so it's not easy and people think yeah it's quite easy i was talking to my twin sister the other day and i said i kind of feel bad or i'm like very confused about what's really happening right now because with the whole social media we have a lot of brands that no longer go on you know websites modeling websites or go to agencies looking for the faces that they want it's very easy now to just get picked up from your social media you know you might not get work from the streets you might not get um scouted from the streets but you can definitely get scouted from you know social media things have really really changed that people that we feel they don't deserve certain things but they got them because of social of social media right now we've got so many apps you know people change themselves like literally every day there's photoshop everyone can use photoshop now cuz you don't have to be on a computer anymore for many hours to photoshop yourself you can just download an app and just change who you are so I still believe in traditional modeling. I still believe in scouting talent and actually seeing the person not just getting things, you know, the easy way on social media because it definitely does have its disadvantages. People can just, you know, change themselves 
you book a person, you pay. When the person comes, it's a complete different person, you know? But some people still get booked anyway. People must remember when people post on social media, they literally post what they want people to see. And the Instagram models, they would literally post what they can do. But when the client is here and they've got a brief of what they want and you can't give them that, it becomes an issue. In the next year, um, I'm, I've been working on myself. I've been on a personal journey with all growth, you know, and just self-empowerment. I'm talking about literally everything, reading books, um, going to gym, drinking water, taking care of my face. Because, oh, my hairline. I don't know if you guys have any issues with your hairline. But in South Africa, hairline has become the worst thing ever. And obviously, if you don't have like a proper hairline, you can't get the jobs that you might, you know, you might want. Because if, for example, a makeup range wants to use your face, but you don't have a hairline and they want to campaign with natural hair, it becomes an issue when you don't have hair. So, um, yeah, those are like small things that I've been working on alongside the other things that I've been, you know, pushing just to grow as a, as a model and not just as a model, but as a person because modeling has, you know, has, take, has taken a different turn. Like I said, it's, not, it's no longer just about um, your face and your body. It comes with a lot of things. So with that being said, um, in a few years' time, or let me just say in a year's time, I believe I'll, I would have grown a lot, you know, um, I'm going to be better, definitely. Empowerment to me, it's, it's literally everything. It's, you know, it's my whole life. Because when I empower myself, when I keep reading books or learning from different people and, you know, just, yeah, learning from different people, it definitely um, says a lot about my future and where I'm headed to. Obviously, if you have enough knowledge, if you have wisdom, you take lesser risks than you used to. You know, you learn from your mistakes. You you definitely become a better version of yourself. And with that, you can achieve literally everything that you want to achieve in life. In the beginning of the year, like things were a bit slow because, you know, it's an entertainment industry. That's why people must always have a fallback plan. You can't just be in the industry and you don't have anything that you can fall on. It's a very dynamic industry. You must, you know, you must keep up. You must follow the trends, the latest trends. You must, you must, you know, work on yourself constantly if you want to to be successful. So yeah, I just felt like you know, in the beginning of the year, things were a bit slow for me. And that was definitely challenging because I'm I'm here. I'm a very, you know, hectic person. I want things to be done and I want them now. So if they don't happen now, I become just frustrated. Nothing comes easy in life. If you want to achieve something in your life, you have to work very hard. The world does not owe you anything. No one owes you anything. Literally, it's between you and your goal if you want to get something in life you work extra hard and just believe in yourself focus on yourself nothing is easy no one said 
you'll get anything easy. Nothing comes easy in life. There will be times where you feel like you just want to give up, but you don't give up because there's just one bad chapter in your life. There's no time to give up. You literally work hard. You focus on yourself. You learn from your mistakes. People always say, what doesn't kill you can only make you stronger. In in life, life in general, we've, you know, we've came across so many challenges, but somehow by God's grace, we managed to like, you know, we managed to escape the challenges that we faced in life at some point. So nothing is too big and God cannot put you in a situation where he can't, you know, take you out of. People always say God give his strongest soldiers the hardest battles. So you must just work hard and believe in yourself. Nothing comes easy. You will definitely make it in life. What makes South Africa special? South Africa is a rainbow nation, you know. Um, it's a free country. Everyone is entitled to their own opinions. And people are just different. We have different cultures. We've got 11 official languages in South Africa. And it's quite embarrassing that I do not know all my language, you know, all the languages in South Africa. But we learn every day from different cultures, you know, from other people in South Africa. A rainbow nation, I would say it's um, basically different cultures, different races within South Africa. We've got Indians in South Africa. We've got whites. We've got Africans, we've got Blacks as Africans. Even within the Blacks, we have different, you know, um, cultures. We've got Basotho, we've got Botswana, we've got the vendors. So, yeah, that's how I would basically say a rainbow nation is. We are a very authentic country. Like I said, I've mentioned the different cultures, you know. Um, we've got different types of foods. We've got different, you know, traditional outfits or clothes. In South Africa, we believe in different um, beliefs, but different traditions that we follow. And we are rooted in culture. We are rooted in tradition. If I could make one thing happen for South Africa, I would definitely give free education for everyone high school, primary, tertiary, because a lot of people have decided to like give up in life because they can't afford to go to school. Some people's dreams have died because of no funds to go to school. We do have free education in South Africa, but it comes with a lot of things and not everyone gets it. So I would definitely give free education. I would definitely make sure that every child is at school. It's definitely possible for the young ones to become successful in life right now in South Africa, regardless of, you know, their background. I mean, we have so many people that we can give examples of. People like Trevor Noah who came from nothing to become something internationally. We have people that, you know, in South Africa here, I can put myself there also and say, for someone that comes from a disadvantaged background, and I still managed to, to work hard to be where I am today. 
when I started doing what I'm doing now, things were not easy at the time. You know, we I literally had to push extra hard to be where I am. But now things are quite easy. There is free education. You know, people can study wherever they want to study. It's not as difficult as it used to be back then. I just feel like a lot of young people at home, they are just very dis like, you know, discouraged. They just need a bit of motivation and they just need someone to like kind of wake that, you know, that fire in them. Just It's just a matter of motivation, you know, and just showing them a different light or a different way of life. It's absolutely tangible. I mean, I always make an example with me. I mean, I went to schools whereby I was taught how to speak English in Susutu, which is, you know, the language that we speak in Free State. When I got in the industry, a lot of people were saying, oh, like your accent is horrible, like you speak broken English or whatever. But I still made it through. It didn't matter if, you know, my English wasn't as fluent as other people that I was rather competing with or people that I was with in the industry at the time. So right now, there is even a market to speak in your own language, the own language, yeah, like, you know, the language that you're comfortable speaking. Things have completely changed. It's really not like before. People want, they want to see authentic people. They want to see authentic things. We're no longer going with the norms. Things have changed, you know. So being yourself is like, your golden ticket to life right now or to success. I remember from when I was doing my first year, actually from high school, you know, at some point, my mother had to stop, you know, giving us money for transport. We had to work hard to make sure that we've got transport money. When I was doing my trick, it's two people. It's my twin sister and myself. So obviously my mother, there's no way that she could afford to like, you know, get us everything that we wanted. Bearing in mind that we, we've we always been, like, you know, beautiful girls. We've always liked beautiful things. And those are the things that my mother could not afford. So how we got those things was obviously to work hard to make sure that we also just not put so much pressure on her, but also to kind of contribute and meet her halfway. I remember I actually... When I was doing, um, in primary school, my first time I actually, you know, got a job was we would in December, December time, my birthday is on the 15th of December and the 16th of December is like the biggest day in South Africa. You know, we, it's a, it's a holiday. So we'd always say our birthday was on the 16th because it's already a big celebration. So it was quite easy for us to kind of celebrate. So how we kind of managed to get money at the time, we'd literally go to big houses because we lived in a shack, you know, we'd go to big houses, we'd just knock door to door, asking to wash the windows just to get that, you know, that small money so that on the 16th of December, we, we are fine. It's a birthday, you know, we're celebrating, we're enjoying with our own money. My first business together with my twin sister was in high school, I think I was doing grades. I was doing grade nine, which is standard seven. 
um, we had a bikini car wash with our friends. It was called Bad Girl Bikini Car Wash. But that just goes to show you that I've never really depended on anyone. I've always known that if you want certain things in life, it's only you who can, who can get them. There is no one who's going to come from nowhere who's going to come and offer you something. I've always known that if I wanted to achieve my dreams in life, it was up to me and no one else but myself to make sure that I get there. And how I get there, I work, I sweat, I will cry, you know, obviously on the way, um, fall, you just stand up, you know, fix yourself, keep moving. When you fail, you don't actually fail. Failing is basically a first step in learning. So you take everything that you know, you've acquired, all the knowledge that you've acquired, you sit down, you analyze how you failed, you go back to your drawing board, it's not the end of the world. You're just learning and you're just coming up with new strategies to get in the same thing. You don't just give up on your dream. You just sit down, go back on your go back to your drawing board, and then you just restructure, re-strategize, and just see which worked and which didn't work. It cannot be a complete failure. There is nothing like that. You just add extra effort in what you believe did not go the way that you wanted to go. That's, that's, that's just it.